coming up on The Potter's Touch. When you got grateful people, they can sit on cinder blocks and praise him with washboards because when they think about what God did for them, there is a praise and an eruption that breaks out in their soul. What God is about to do in your life will not be done in a dead place, surrounded by dead-thinking people with dead ideas and dead creativity. The Lord sent me here to tell you he's going to do a new thing in you. Hey everybody, I'm excited to have the opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you and to be in your homes and to be a part of your life. Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, started following Jesus and taking care of him even to the grave. They went down to the tomb to protect Jesus and he wasn't there. They were looking too low. God has moved on and maybe it's time for you to move on. Are you looking for Jesus where he used to be rather than discovering him where he is? What you're worried about, what you're upset about may no longer be on his mind. The message, God has moved on. But on the first day of the week, verse one, at early dawn, they came unto the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass that while they were perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in apparel. And as they were affrighted and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee? saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now, this tells me who they is. They were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James. And the other women with them told these things unto the apostles. And these words appeared in their sight as, as, the, as idle talk, and they believed them not. But Peter arose and ran unto the tomb. We talked about that. And stooping, looking in, he seeth the linen cloths by themselves, and he departed to his home, wondering at that which was to come 
to pass. Somebody say amen. Now let's see. I'm going to go back here to the angel's question. Heaven has asked earth a question. Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? Why are you looking for something living in a dead place? My subject this morning is God has moved on. God has moved on. Thomas wasn't sure he even believed anymore. And old Peter had gone to cussing. <laughs> Judas had hung himself, and there were all kind of rumors out there as to why. And the rest of the apostles had locked themselves up behind closed doors, afraid for their life. They're killing Christians. They're killing Jesus' followers. The heat was on so strong that somebody asked Peter, do you know him? Peter said, not me. I mean, water walking Peter. Up under enough pressure has denied the Lord and everything is shut down in the city of course it's shut down because it is the Sabbath but now the Sabbath has passed and the morning has come and it is the eighth day and early in the morning before people started their daily task and went about their business and started their affairs and gathered the eggs checked the hen house, went down to draw water from the well early in the morning about the break of day. Three women make their journey down to the tomb. And they are Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James. These three women we have seen before they are three women with massive testimonies. Mary Magdalene, you remember her story. She's from Magdala. Magdala was the island where the prostitutes hung out. And the reason they call her Mary Magdalene is to always remind you of where she came from. Mary Magdalene was the woman that was oppressed with demonic influence, so grievous that only Jesus could deliver her from the devil she had. Devil so intense and so comprehensive that it took Jesus to set her free. And once he did, once once he did, once Jesus did what Jethro couldn't do and what Freddie couldn't do and what Jimmy couldn't do and what Willie couldn't do and what 
Nellie and Sally and Susie couldn't do. Once he did, Mary Magdalene wasn't somebody who got saved and disappeared or got delivered and walked away. No, 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 no. She was not one of those people who called on God till she got out of trouble and then got out of trouble and went on about her business. Once he set her free, she started following Jesus. And then there was Joanna. Joanna's husband was a nobleman who, sung, who served up under Herod. And the reason she is in the crowd, most theologians agree that it was their son that was at the point of death that Jesus stepped in and healed and delivered in the Gospel of St. John. How many mamas do we have in the house? There's something about your child. And when your child is at the point of death, you, 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 you can't fully understand this unless you have had a child. There's a different kind of love. There's a different kind of intensity. There's a different kind of cry when it's your child. Oh yes, oh yeah, it's, it's a cry. You know, you know children get to playing in the backyard and they cry or they whimper about something you keep on washing dishes, but there is a cry that'll make you drop the plate. When your child is in trouble, your heart is broken. Jesus had delivered her child and she didn't just say thank you, she started following. Jesus in the way. And then there's Mary, the mother of James, who not only has given her service, but her son. She has also given him, and his life has become one of the comrades of faith in the corridors of teaching and preaching, not to be confused with James in the scriptures. This is the lesser James, the smaller James. He, he, he does not have the impact nor intensity of the one in the book, but her son has followed Jesus. And when somebody changes your child's life, when they turn around your child, you will follow Jesus. These three women followed Jesus, each with their own motivation. The only thing that was common about them was gratitude. You know, when you have grateful people, you don't have to teach on worship. When you have grateful people, you don't even have to have great singers. We got great singers and great musicians and great instruments and great lights and padded pews and all of that. But when you got grateful people, they can sit on cinder blocks and praise him with washboards because when they think about what God did for them, there is a praise and an eruption that breaks out in their soul. I, I mean that he, that he saved you, that he delivered you, that he set you free. And then there's some personal things. Anybody got some personal things that God did for you that when you praise him, you keep thinking about that thing that you could not do for yourself. And had he not done it, this wouldn't have happened, that wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't have happened, that.
I have a very unique role in life. Very few pastors have one foot in the leadership of the church and their other foot in the leadership of entrepreneurship, businesses, and government officials. I want to bring both feet into our International Pastors and Leadership Conference and help you and your staff to develop your vision. Whether you are in business or whether you are in faith, I've got a foot on it and I've got something to share with you that will make you better. Could it be possible that you're looking for the right thing in the wrong place? He didn't blame them for looking. He blamed them for looking too low. Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? You keep going to where you last saw him. <laughs> but God has moved on. The problem with the church today is that we keep going back to where he was. <laughs> we go to where he used to be and talk about what he used to do and talk about how he used to bless and we keep going to the spot where we last saw him trying to find him but he is not there he is risen y'all don't hear what i'm saying does anybody hear what i'm saying he is not there he has risen he has moved on Ooh, what did you say? Therefore, let us leave the principles of the doctrine of laying on of hands and of repentance and baptism and dead works. Let us move on unto perfection. Let us not stay around the tomb where we argue about doctrines and days of worship and what you've got on and what you wear and who sits on the right and who sits on the left because I came to tell you God has moved on. Let us move away from black churches and white churches and Baptist churches and Methodist churches because God God has moved on. I go sometimes to places where people are doing stuff from 50 years, 100 years ago and God has moved on and they don't even know it. They don't even know that God has moved on. They worship at the shrine of traditionalism. And the Bible said the traditions of men make the word of God of no effects. Why are these angels here? They can't be here guarding the body because now the body is gone. Why have the angels not left? They hung around so that you would not misunderstand what you see. This is not a robbery. 
don't call the police. Be not afraid. Vandals have not rolled this stone away. And the Lord sent me here to tell you, you're going through some strange times, but don't be afraid. This is not a robbery. This is not the devil. This is not the enemy. God has ordered a shift in your life. He is not where he used to be. He has moved to the next level. The Lord brought you here so I could tell you God has moved on. Can I, can I pull a few witnesses? Samson said, I can, I can testify. Samson said, I can testify. I said, Samson, you can't testify because you wasn't even alive then. He said, yeah, but I can still testify. He said, because I lay my head in Delilah's lap and she cut the locks out of my hair and I stood up and I shook myself and never even knew that God had moved on. A whole lot of shaking doesn't mean a whole lot of power. I see a lot of people shaking that don't have no power. Samson shook himself and never even knew that God had moved on. He's still operating in an old dimension and God had moved on. Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? Says, why do you keep going back to the place of your pain while you shout about power? Why do you keep rehearsing in your mind the thing that takes your strength while you plan your future. You can't plan your future if you're gonna hang around the tomb. Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? Until you make up your mind, you know what I'm gonna do? Forget those things which are behind me and reach to those things which are before me. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high. Why are you pressing, Jakes? I'm pressing because God has moved on. I need your help. Touch 10 people and tell them something's about to happen. 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 Something's about to happen in your life. Something's about to happen in your life. Something's about to happen in your ministry. Something's about to happen in your marriage. Something's about to happen in your family. Something's about to happen on your business. Something's about to happen in your job. Something's about to happen in your career. Something's about to happen in your spirit. Something's about to happen in your belly. Something's about to happen in your soul. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. But it cannot happen if you keep going back to the tomb because what God is about to do in your life will not be done in a dead place.
surrounded by dead thinking people with dead ideas and dead creativity. The Lord should be here to tell you he's going to do a new thing in you. And the former things are passed away and you keep trying to fix that which was. But God said, stop trying to fix it. He has moved. There you are, Joanna, trying to aromatize a stinky place. Putting all of your energies and trying to freshen up something that is decomposing. Putting all of your passion, your power, and your finances into the former rather than the latter. God said, you don't need to put any more resources in that which was because God has moved on. He's operating on another level. Touch somebody and tell them he is risen. That means that if he has risen, you have got to rise. Oh my God, I'm about to get happy in here right now. Tell your neighbor, I'm getting up. I've been on this level too long. I've been crouched down too long. I've been looking in dark places too long. I've been looking in holes and dungeons too long. I am getting up. The writer says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek that which is above. You're gonna have to make up in your mind. Either you're gonna walk by faith or you're not. Either you're gonna believe God or you're not. Either you're gonna trust him or you're not. No need if you keep on praying if you're gonna keep on meddling. No need to you keep talking to God if you're gonna keep talking to everybody else. If you're gonna leave it with God, leave it with God. You've got to make up in your, who am I preaching to? Shout yes, somebody. Shout yes, somebody. Shout yes, somebody. Shout yeah. Let your glory take over this place this morning. Lord, let your glory take over this place. Press down, sing it together. Run it over for the next three minutes. Give God praise. The angel asked the woman, why are you looking for something living in a dead place? They did not know that God had moved Christ beyond his sacrifice to his resurrection. God wants to reveal the same thing in your life. In his word, he says, I am about to do something new and it has already begun. Stop trying to fix what was. Don't continue to go back to where God used to be. God has moved on. You will never know the great things he has ordained for your life, family, and career if you continue to go back to the graveyard of your pain and rejection and who hurt you and who betrayed you. Get out of that graveyard. Leave the tombstones alone. You should be looking up because Christ is risen and the Bible says you are seated with him in heavenly places. 
our partners help us to obey God's command to go into all the world and preach the gospel so we can get you out of the graveyard. We are bringing the news of the risen Christ to people who are buried in pain and guilt and shame and abuse and trauma. My ministry, you know, has always been to hurting people. To people who have been bruised and have a tendency to hang around the cemetery of what was and grieve what could have been and suffer and agonize over who did what when. By joining the global partner system, you help me reach those people and touch those people. And some of them are kids. And some of them are big, strong men and they look real tough, but there's a little boy still running around in the graveyard. And some of them are older women and some of them are rich and some of them are poor and some of them are black and some of them are white and some of them are Americans and Africans and South Americans. The one thing I have learned for sure in all of my living is that pain is not prejudice. If you want to help me reach hurting people, visit tdjpartners.org and let's be a part of the solution rather than to complain about the problem. The three things everybody needs in order to survive is food, shelter, and clean water. But for some, those can be hard to come by. The Global Partner System Initiative was created to help us reach every nation through our international humanitarian outreach, MegaCare, we provide food, clothes, clean water, and medicine to areas around the world. Visit tdjpartners.org to become a part of our global partner system. It is not about how well you fight. It is about what you are fighting for. When battling for your future, remember, Jesus has already won. For your gift of any size, you will receive The Battle Is Not Yours on CD. You don't wait for things to get better. You got to go ahead and do the work while you are getting hit in the face. It's a fight every day. When your gift is $70 or more, you will receive our three-message series. He's already won on DVD and series audio on a USB drive. Anybody can praise him when everything's going right, but you have to be a soldier to praise him when all hell is breaking loose. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you will receive He's Already Won three-message DVD series, audio USB drive, Bishop Jake's best-selling book, Instinct, a miracle journal, and miracles still happen greeting cards. Whatever your challenge is, you have to believe. Your victory awaits because He's Already Won. events and seminars and what's available here, you can literally take a family vacation the entire week here. We've done Super Bowls and Final Fours, but to have an event that talks to the soul, that talks to the families, that talks to the way that we live is something special. I came here for a breakthrough and I have received my breakthrough. And I think there was a, there was a supernatural encounter. I love the Lord and I love Megafest.
feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.